As Davis awakens after a year of online everything, the community is opening its eyes to permanent changes as well as updates to old systems. From the Blue Devil Hub, I'm Stella Mays, and this is The News Cycle. It's Monday, September 27th. The opportunity differences among families of different socioeconomic statuses, which have been exacerbated by COVID-19, are being addressed by the California Department of Education and the Davis Joint Unified School District in new ways. I interviewed representatives from the CDE and DJUSD about their efforts in achieving equity for all students. California has been working for decades on closing its so-called achievement gap between students of different socioeconomic statuses. For Deputy Superintendent of the California Department of Education, Sarah Neville Morgan, the proper term would be opportunity gap rather than achievement gap. It's not the child or student, it's actually our system that has the gap. Neville Morgan said that over the years, the state has made incremental improvements, but has yet to be successful in fully closing the opportunity gap. She said that the failure to address the role that systemic racism plays in holding the gap open is most likely a part of the government's difficulties in achieving complete academic equity. Just thinking about expulsion, suspension, and exclusionary practices and how those happen most to our black and brown boys than to anyone else. She believes that opportunity inequity begins even before an individual's birth and therefore should be addressed early on. In fact, one of the recent budget investments the CDE has made is for a program that will guarantee preschool enrollment for every child in California, independent from individual socioeconomic status. I literally get chills when I think about this. It's, it like made my entire year. The historic investments create such an opportunity for California to lead the way with education and to really transform our educational system to be what our families and our students need. On a more local level, the Davis Joint Unified School District has and is planning their own methods of improving diversity, equity, and inclusion. For instance, there is a new district initiative regarding grading for equity that focuses on training teachers and staff in a new way that takes into account the wide variety of student backgrounds that exist within the community. When it comes to how real change in the community gets started, Kate Snow, climate coordinator for DJUSD, said it takes support from various levels. You know, the very people doing the work. It takes, it takes all the pieces. After George Floyd was killed in 2020, Snow did notice a shift within the school system. A lot of folks who hadn't been thinking very much about this suddenly felt really, really bad. And they didn't know what to do with that feeling. That summer, a small group of district staff got together and created a list of six books about anti-racism and oppression meant to offer the staff an opportunity to learn and process. We thought we'd get maybe 15 or 20 teachers staff to participate. We had over 100 staff jump right in and want to read at least one, and some of them, all six of the books. Snow made it clear that it is important to hold compassion and support people as they learn. However, it is not necessary to sacrifice one's insistence for change in order to do so. You know, we've all, we've all been raised in this irrational, horrific environment. There's a lot to heal from and unlearn. In addition to new realizations and systemic action, 
The pandemic also opened up a new system of technology distribution at Davis Senior High School. Elliot DeYoung has the story. It's a normal day in the L Wing. Downstairs, teacher librarian Bruce Cummings minds the checkout counter while going through that day's Chromebook orders, a task he adopted over the course of last year. Cummings works with the office receptionist, Nancy Serrano Montoy, to manage Chromebook distribution at Davis High. Initially, the district collected all the Chromebooks that had been used at the schools and then started distributing those to students from a couple locations. Cummings started managing distribution last April when DHS decided to go back to partial in-person school. In addition to his role as librarian teacher, Cummings also serves as the webmaster for DHS's website, the on-site IT guy, Canvas support staff for teachers, and the Chromebook repair person. At the beginning of the pandemic, Davis Joint Unified School District switched to what's called a one-to-one -one program, which provides each student with one district device instead of using Chromebook carts in classrooms. DGUSD also offered hotspots to students who needed them. The ability to borrow a device impacted many DGUSD students, like sophomore Daniel Herringer, who used a district hotspot and a Chromebook during the 2020 through 2021 school year. It was awesome because I could like take it with me on vacation and have just like Wi-Fi anywhere I wanted. Today, 902 of Davis High's 1,815 students have borrowed Chromebooks just under 50% of the student population. English teacher Corinne Campbell started at Davis High this year, but has taught for 11 years total. I would say this is one of the least like tech-savvy districts I've worked with. Tech is not relied on um, to the same extent. Campbell appreciates the district switch to one-to-one, -one, but thinks improvements can be made by making loaner Chromebooks and charging stations available in each classroom. If I'm expecting all my students to have a computer to use with them every day, I also have to be understanding that sometimes, you know, they're going to forget or it's going to not be working. For the BlueDevilHub.com, this is Elliot DeYoung reporting. Whether affected by the coronavirus or not, there have been more changes in gas prices in the community over the past few months. Bridget Nagel has the story. Drivers all across Davis have seen rising gas prices throughout the summer and as we move into fall. With schools starting up and COVID restrictions loosening enough to allow for more travel, it's certainly becoming more and more noticeable. Charles Hawes is the economics teacher at Davis High. He believes that the pandemic definitely has had an impact on prices, and by extension, the community. When COVID hit, gas prices went down because people were traveling less and uh, there was less demand. Now that we've had a recovery, the demand is back, and so gas prices are, are back up. Davis resident Sandy Schuster says that she hasn't noticed many changes in other businesses, but has definitely seen gas prices rise. Just, you know, harder to um, make ends meet a little bit. Isabel Contreras has worked at Davis Gas and Shop for three years, and she explains that though costs are rising, these changes aren't anything special. I hear people always complaining, you know, high prices, but I feel like it's like that every year. It goes up and down. We should be used to it by now. <laughs> she does, however, say that COVID has had an effect on the business outside of just the shifting costs. I mean, of course, we lost a lot of customers because everybody was inside, right? Nobody's really driving. 
but I don't believe the prices had a lot of impact on it. Despite what the future may have in store, both Hawes and Contreras agree that prices will continue to change with Davis and its people, whether through a pattern that's been repeating or with major events like a pandemic. This is Bridget Nagel for BlueDevilHub.com. Check out The Hub on Instagram at Blue Devil Hub and on Twitter at DHS Hub. You can find this episode and all our previous shows at BlueDevilHub.com, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. The News Cycle is a production of the Blue Devil Hub in association with the Davis Enterprise. Daniel Ruiz Jimenez writes our theme music. The podcast is produced by Stella Mays and Max Davis-Housefield. Stay safe and talk soon. Stay safe and talk soon.